You're listening to The Peak Podcast with me, Christina Roman. We're having real, intimate conversations about the interconnectedness of life. Join us as we discuss big topics like intuition, personal mastery, and emotional wellness and why they matter for you. Hey, fancy seeing you here. Nice to have you back. Welcome to The Peak Podcast. Here we are again. Okay, time to get serious. (laughs) I was just thinking to myself how in one of my recent episodes I mentioned that you guys don't see my goofy side as much. And so I feel that you already regret me mentioning that because I'm just going to be really weird. We just have unlocked Pandora's box of weirdness. So let's get to it. Okay. In all seriousness, I have been really efficient recently at putting things on my calendar and knocking them out. I've been in just this mode of content creation left and right. I've been doing a lot of deep work sessions, which obviously you heard about in the last solo podcast episode. But that means that I've been creating workbooks and printables and email courses and this podcast. It's just been this really cool time of content creation. I've been loving it for the most part. But the one episode of this podcast that's been on my to-do list for so long now, I had the idea weeks, maybe months ago at this point, and I've just had a really, really, really hard time putting it all together into a nice 20 to 30 minute podcast package and bundling it up for you guys. And so I finally had a breakthrough with this episode. And the way that that came about is my my running joke with myself is if I don't know the answer, I just go to my intuition. And my intuition always has an answer for me. And so that's where I've been getting all my best ideas is by just basically shutting down the egoic brain chatter and getting to a deeper part of me that seems to have a lot of answers that my conscious mind didn't come up with or um, hadn't come up with up until this point. So I've mentioned this before, but if that sounds totally woo-woo, it's, it is. Um, and at the same time, I think it's incredibly practical and I end up getting these words of wisdom, honestly, that I hadn't been able to tap into before. So if you're interested in that, go to the episode on intuitive work. So if you go to peakcoaching.co slash four, that's where you can dig into how to actually talk to your inner voice. But in the meantime, I just want to say thank you to my inner voice for providing this entire episode. Thanks, inner voice. So immediately after I finished wrapping the recordings of all of the podcasts, and I mean wrapping as in W-R-A-P-P, not, you know, (laughs) R-A-P. I finished up the episodes and I immediately saw that there was a common theme with every single one of the guests. And that theme, generally it was really explicit, but sometimes it was just implied and, and implicit within the episode, was the importance of knowing your values and aligning with your values. So aligning your action with those core values that you carry in your heart. So if you listen back to every single one of the episodes with a guest, Every single person mentions this in some capacity. So whether we were talking about family values, marriage, infertility with my sister, whether we were talking about finances with Erica and Jordan, we were talking about um, nonviolent communication as a style of communicating with the people in your life with Pat Bevan. I talked to Christy, who's a hypnotherapist, about the subconscious mind and the values that you can get from that. I talked to Liz about careers. I talked to Bill Rose about religion and then some of the episodes that you guys probably haven't listened to yet. I talked to two women named Holly on the same episode about the importance of defining your values and following them within the form of therapy called acceptance and commitment therapy. 
And then James Lenhoff talking about, surprise, 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 values. And Sarah Von Bargen, who talks about values in the realm of habit formation and reducing your food waste. So I pride myself on my ability to see themes, but I will be honest, this theme was not that hard to find. Um, It was just always talking about values. And the reason that I really, really struggled with this episode that I'm doing right here in summing up the idea of values was I feel like they're so abstract and they're so intangible that I was having a hard time figuring out how to actually identify your values and how to actually follow your values in a practical way that's easy to do for all listeners. So bear with me. This podcast is going to be a little bit winding, and I'm going to talk about some big abstract concepts, but I'm also going to tie that into practical tips. So I think that that's one thing that all of the guests have helped me do really well here on the podcast is talk about big, really important topics. And so if you are familiar with the description of the Peak Podcast, I say join us as we discuss big topics like intuition, personal mastery, and emotional wellness. So to me, those are the big topics. And then I always want to tie it back to everyday life and make it really practical and really actionable for you, the listener, and for myself, frankly. So the natural first question is, well, what the heck is value anyway? And I loved the way that Pat Bevan, who came on the podcast to talk about nonviolent communication, I loved the way that she summed it up. She called a value a life-serving, deeply felt sense of aliveness. I love that. I then asked my intuition what a value is, and this makes me laugh a lot because my intuition answered in French. I don't speak French. Um, I mean, I've heard this phrase, obviously, but it would never be something that came to mind. But I just looked it up, and it's it's accurate. So thanks again to my intuition. Um, this is please cover your ears if you actually speak French. But I asked what are values, and it said raison d'être. <laughs> I'm going to put this in the show notes, but uh, it's a really beautiful phrase, and I'm just going to read you the actual definition. So the definition is the most important reason or purpose for someone or something's existence. Again, I would never have tied that to values consciously, but when I asked my intuition, that was what came up. So pretty cool there. Um, And please, if you speak French and want to give me French lessons, I welcome them. The other answer that I got from my intuition about this is what are values? And it answered reasons for getting out of bed. And then I asked again, because sometimes if you get a really cool answer, you can just keep asking the same question of your inner voice and you can keep getting really cool answers. So I asked again, what are values? And it said, where mind, body, and spirit meet. So I thought that was a really interesting angle. Lastly, this parallels what Pat said about it being life-giving. I also heard it's our life force. Then I asked the question, why is knowing our values so important? And I heard the following. To live in alignment. Internal drive manifesting outward. Shows where to invest and put energy. And I said, what happens when we don't follow them? Discomfort. The unsettling kind. That feels off. Icky. And then I said, what does it mean to live in line with your values? Amazing opportunity opens up. Awareness above all. Seeking opportunities to live them out, bring them to life. Know deeply that they are speaking in you, guiding you, enhancing you. Showing you what matters. Where to direct your attention in a chaotic world. And then this one really got me. I asked the question, what does it mean to live in line with your values? And what I heard immediately was attracting opportunities to prove it. 
And oof, that got me. I was thinking about how when Holly and Holly, the two therapists, came on the podcast, they talked about the quote, in your pain, you find your values, and in your values, you find your pain. And I am of the belief that when you have values that are guiding you from within, the world gives you a lot of opportunities to prove that those are, in fact, your values. It doesn't always feel good. Um, But I do want to distinguish between the two types of discomfort. So I've been thinking about this a lot, and then I listened to a podcast episode from Brooke Castillo about the two different kinds of discomfort. So there's the one discomfort that's your ego not wanting to deal with things that are uncomfortable to you. And the other one is like that deep, truly unsettled feeling that something is truly not right for you. And so I think that when you're following your values, you can feel uncomfortable, but know that you're in line with your values versus in a life where you're not following your values, often you feel the other kind of discomfort, just that kind of gross feeling that you know you're not doing right by yourself in the world. So that was actually one of the reasons why I struggled so much again with recording this episode is because I kept thinking about this idea of if you are truly following your values, do you experience negative emotion? And do you experience things like burnout and fatigue and malaise? Do you experience those kinds of things when you're truly following your values? I'm not even going to pretend here to have a totally solidified answer because I think that that would be not taking into account the complexity of all this and not taking into account individuality. But in my experience, when you are truly in line with your values, you feel negative emotion. So you feel uncomfortable and you feel, um, you might feel sad and you might feel growing pains. I've talked about that here on the podcast before. You might feel all of those things, but somehow they're all worth it. And underneath it, it still feels worth it. So super simple example in my life is the feeling I had when I was working in an office doing a job that I didn't love versus running my coaching business. I experienced tiredness in both. I experienced some level of burnout in both. I experienced um, some sadness, some malaise, all that I've experienced in both of those settings. But it is underneath that a completely different feeling running my own business in a zone that I feel so comfortable and lit up about versus sitting in an office doing a job that didn't feel like it connected on a deeper level with me. So that's my experience. I'll also take the example of a relationship. It's super interesting to me when I talk to couples who I think are in really happy relationships or marriages, and what they always say without fail is, yes, it's work. Yes, it's hard but it's not that hard. And I think about my experience being in an unhappy relationship and knowing on a gut level that it wasn't right for me versus being in a different type of relationship that was right for me in the moment. Uh, They were both hard. I fought in both of them. I cried in both of them. I probably yelled a little bit in both of them. Don't tell anyone. Um, But they felt so different underneath it all. So the way that I describe this in my life is I have a roller coaster of emotions. And underneath it, if I'm in a good place following my values, there's this sol- rock solid foundational level that keeps me grounded below it all. And when I'm not following my values, that foundation's not there. So I haven't talked about this a lot here on the podcast, but a few years ago, about five years ago, I was not in a good place in life in any way, shape, or form. And I 
was completely missing that foundation. I didn't even know the concept of a foundation. It just had never occurred to me. And I just remember feeling on a pretty consistent basis. I don't mean this as serious as it sounds, but I thought pretty consistently, I don't know if it's going to be okay. I don't know that I will be okay. And I contrast that against today. And I have so much emotion still. But beneath all of the emotion, I have that solid foundation where I can always come back to the point where I just say, it's okay. It's going to be okay. And even when it's not okay, it's okay. I I always am so hesitant to say things like this here on the podcast because I don't want to f- make it seem like I just think life's super easy and wrapped up again in a pretty bow. I've said that before. But there is something to having that deep layer of okayness and knowingness below it all. And in my experience, that comes from connecting with your values. So in just a minute, I'm going to share some of my values that have emerged over time and my theories and principles around my own values that you're welcome to just take and use in your own life um, if they fit. And I'll also be talking about questions you can ask yourself to get at your values and things that you can notice in your life to get at your values. But before that, I want to do my hot take. My hot take on values is the following. (laughs) I think that a lot of people listen to podcasts like mine and come away with this feeling of multiple things. One, these guests have spent a lot of time thinking about their values, so of course they know their values. So isn't that nice for them? I think that could be one thought. Or two, they have privilege, which allows them to live a life that's value-based and value-driven. I think those are two big things that people might respond negatively to on a podcast like mine. But here's my hot take. Everyone at every moment can live a values-driven life. Now, I want to clarify that. Some people think of the word values and they think of big things that come with privilege, like only working a job that you're passionate about or always being incredibly financially secure. Those are big ones that come to mind for me. But I want to add in that your values, one, I think are evolving. So there are seasons of values in life. So mine have absolutely ebbed and flowed over time. So I think that's one point. And the second point is your value might be something like providing economically for your family. Let's say that you're a single mother. That might be your number one value. And so maybe you end up working a job that you're not super passionate about, but you're meeting the value of providing for your family. Or let's say that you want to go travel or that you want to start a business. Your value might be to provide yourself with a financial cushion in order to make that thing happen in the future. And so you show commitment now and you show restraint now in order to have a benefit later. So delayed gratification could be a value of yours. And another really interesting thought along these lines is the idea of competing value. So I was just thinking about infidelity within a marriage. So let's say that you have one value of commitment and you have one value of self-respect. And so if your significant other cheats on you, that might put those two values in contrast with each other. On the one side, you have the self-respect and on the other side, you have the commitment to the marriage. So Super interesting. Again, not something I've completely sorted out in my mind, although what I would come back to is how can I intuitively get to a level where I can understand which of these values is most important to me, or better yet, how can I get to a place where I can talk to my inner voice 
about how all of these values might coexist together really nicely. So again, that's my hot take, that everybody can live a value-driven life, not just people who are privileged. Okie dokie, I'm going to talk about some of my values and how I've come to them, and then I will provide to you some suggestions on how to actually tap into your values as well. So one quote that really resonates with me is from Parker Palmer's book, Let Your Life Speak, which I've mentioned here on the podcast before. So he says, before you tell your life what you intend to do with it, listen for what it intends to do with you. Before you tell your life what truths and values you have decided to live up to, let your life tell you what truths you embody, what values you represent. I love that quote. (laughs) So I've asked my intuition this question many, many times. And again, I always get slightly different answers with some consistent threads. But again, I believe in ebbing and flowing values. So I actually asked in relation specifically to this episode, I said, what values of mine am I honoring by doing this episode on values? So meta. And I heard digging deeper, exploring more deeply, letting your inner wisdom speak, exploring big topics with courage, enhancing your ability to see and appreciate others' value systems. And I said, what else? Committing and following through. Finding a way to make it work. Learning and community. Contributing a voice. Sharing openly and vulnerably. Oh, and trusting timing. That things open up in their own time. You show up consistently and allow. So the first time I actually asked this question of my intuition was about a year ago. And I asked, what are my values right now? And I heard purposeful possessions. So that's super interesting to me because I moved back to D.C. a little bit before I was doing this writing. And I had lived out of a backpack for about three years. I got up to two suitcases at one point, wild. Um, But I was living in Central America. And when I came back to the States, I moved into a studio apartment. And it was so important for me that every single possession I brought into my house be purposeful and to serve a purpose, even if that purpose was aesthetics and beauty only. So that was really cool. Then I asked, what are my values again? And I heard acceptance of self and others. Love abundantly without reciprocation. And then this gem, which will always be my favorite example of inner voice work, is I said, again, what are my values? And I heard integrity, being honest along the way, also showing up whole. And I said, what does integrity mean? And I heard wholeness. And so this was super interesting. So I ended up doing some research and got the insight that if you look at the etymology, I've talked about this before, but if you look at the etymology of the word integral, it means whole. And so if you look up the word integrity, to be in integrity is being honest, but it is also about being whole. And so I've mentioned before my drive to bring my whole self onto this podcast and have it be a reflection of my whole self. So that was just really cool. That was the first time I'd ever thought about integrity in both of those different ways. So that was really powerful for me. Other values that I've been thinking about a lot lately are the idea of sincerity, which is free from pretense or deceit, proceeding from genuine feelings. And so when I think about being sincere in my life, I always want to be able to say, yes, I truly mean what I'm saying. 
And yes, I can stand behind everything I'm saying. So my examples of that are in a relationship. If I say I'm fine, it's because I'm fine. So I I made myself stop that bullshit of being like, yeah, I'm fine. And then waiting for my significant other to find out why I wasn't fine. It's just a silly game. Ridiculous. Um, and then the other thing I think about is if I offer to friends like, hey, I'm happy to come bring you this or I'm happy to cook dinner for you. I always want to offer that from a sincere place and I never offer things anymore. No, correction. I very rarely offer things anymore that aren't from a sincere place if they're from a place where I know I'll feel resentful um, because that's just become a deeper value of mine. Something else I've been thinking about a lot lately is the idea of healthy loyalty. And so I had always thought of loyalty as being basically a yes man. So being there for people no matter what, even when they were fucking up. (laughs) And I still think that that's what loyalty is, but I like to add in healthy loyalty. And to me, healthy loyalty is, again, bringing the sincerity, the honesty, and the loyalty together in one package. And so I always give the example of my sister. If my sister's fighting with her husband and she comes to me, she knows that I'm not just going to automatically side with her. I'm not going to say he's a dick if he's not being a dick. Um, And so I'm sure there are times when she doesn't come to me because she knows that I'm going to be honest about my true opinion of her behavior as well as his. But I think that it makes me an asset to the people around me, my clients for sure, but friends and family as well, where they know that I will be loyal to them and I can support them even if I don't condone their actions. So another example is a situation with a friend where she came to me and told me something that I did not agree with. And I told her, I love you. I do not support this, but I'm going to love you through it. I think I said it in a slightly less cheesy way, but who really knows? Um, but that was so cool for me to be able to say, I support you, even though I just don't support this action. Another big, big value for me recently has been recommitting to commitment. And so I have spent a lot of years having a whole story in my head about how I'm not good at following through on things. And I mentioned that on one of my recent podcasts about how I tried to start a podcast back in 2014 and did not actually launch it. And so this podcast launch was a huge undertaking and honestly pretty scary for me because I wasn't sure if I had the ability to follow through. And I've basically just been retraining myself to, one, believe that I can follow through, and then two, actually following through. And so that's, I think, part of the reason why I love Morning Pages so much is because I've believed that I could show up for myself every single morning with a few exceptions here and there, but 99% of the time I'm either in on the couch, in my bed. One time I did it from the emergency room. One time I've done it from the DMV. I did it from the DC government this morning. (laughs) But some, wherever I am, I'm going to get those pages written. And then that's going to validate to me that I am capable of following through. So if you look at this through the life coaching model, which is that your thoughts create feelings, feelings create actions or inactions, and actions or inactions create results, and results always validate the original thought, this makes perfect sense. I've retrained myself that I'm committed, and by doing that, I've been committed. So I think that's a really cool message to take to the rest of your values is if you believe that you have this deep value and you believe that you're committed to following it, you will follow it. 
And then that's going to validate that you were right all along, that you are connected to your values and they are worth following. Okay. I appreciate you guys just listening to my ramblings. It's so much fun to be able to put together these big theories and concepts and bundle them into a 30-minute podcast episode. So thank you for allowing me to do that and for showing up to listen. So that's – I love it. Um I am going to bring this back down to earth and tell you ways that you might be able to find your values if it's something that you're struggling with. So again, I asked my intuition, what if somebody doesn't know their values? And I heard, pay attention to what makes you say, wow, this really matters to me. Then ask, to my intuition or my ego? Another idea here, and I will link this in the show notes, is to go to the exercise that Liz, the career coach, mentioned in episode one. She has a really awesome values exercise. It's basically a list of a ton of different values, and you can weave through that and find what resonates most with you. I do recommend, though, asking yourself first just the simple question, what are my values, and get some answers internally before you go externally. And I think that's going to reiterate that idea that often you already have the answer in you. So in Parker Palmer's words, you're letting your values speak within you instead of always turning externally. And then I think that the external exercise is a really cool supplement to add on to what you already know inside. Here are three more questions that might be really helpful for you other than what are my values? One question is, what am I representing? I love this question. It's from Brooke Castillo and it's so cool. What am I representing in the world or what do I want to represent in the world? I asked myself this pretty briefly and a few of the things that I heard were a code of ethics that I've defined the idea that we can and must be centered in self in order to be of service to others, that dream jobs are possible, that we all have an inner voice in us, that growing pains are normal and expected, and that values are individual, evolving, and can always be followed. Another question which I give full credit to my friend Alexa for helping me come up with is, what are the two intersecting themes that represent my values today? So if you think of this like a Venn diagram with some overlap in the middle, it's really cool to let your inner voice tell you two different things that encompass how you want to feel in that day. So when I've done this, I've come up with things like service and meeting community or community meeting learning or my friend Alexa provided um, productivity meeting peace. It's really cool to watch it shake out. And then lastly, this is from Liz Cohen, again, who's in the first episode, so peakcoaching.co slash one. She says, what are you trying to optimize for? And she says this in reference to career, but it can absolutely be used across all different areas of your life. And lastly, I just want to tie this back around to one of my own values, so selfish, (laughs) is this idea of learning in community. And so that's why I love this podcast so much is I get to learn and then I get to share with you guys. And then a lot of times people will send me audio messages or they'll call me or they'll send me an email and we get to engage on this topic and people get to debate me and, and share my opinion or disagree with me. Um, So I always welcome you to do that. It's hello at peakcoaching.co. And if we want to take it to a phone call, we can. But I want to remind you that other people out there are 
going through the same debates that you're going through in your head. And other people are trying to find their values in life just as much as you are. And so I always say if you walk into like a networking event, those people are struggling just as much as you are. And if you are feeling like your life is not aligning with your values and your actions are not aligning with your values – Talk to people. Talk to me and talk to those in your community. And I think it's such a fun question to ask around and just ask people, like, what are your values? Um, You might be really surprised what you learn. And you might end up finding people who are willing to help you further develop your values or to further live your values. So may you find community in your values and may you have fun exploring your values. Thank you so much for listening as always, and I will talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Peak Podcast. Your support helps this podcast grow. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and then head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is so much appreciated, and I will see you on the next episode.